Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, PMP Posse. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. So I just want to sort of piggyback on what we discussed last week um, about self-love. Over the weekend, I watched a lot of episodes of um, Ayanna Van Zandt's show, um, Fix My Life. Yeah. So I used to watch it. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot a while ago, but just stopped watching it. And I caught up this weekend on a couple of episodes. And it was really crazy how so many of the women, it just so happened to be all women on these episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But all of these women had issues with self-love. And that's what Ayanna was really getting at, is that you have to love yourself first. And it, it was just amazing how it really how she really uncovered all of these issues. You know, one was like an artist and she was like real ratchet in her music. And as she continued to peel back the layers, it came down to she didn't love herself. And the episodes also got into a lot of the molestation that happened to these women as children and how it, you know, it all it all sort of came together and created this person who didn't love themselves, was traumatized as a child. It just like Trauma can mess you up. Yeah. Trauma can mess you and up. And I, I think that stems from people who don't love themselves, reproducing, and having kids that they don't know how to express love to. Right. So then you have not only the initial person out here in the world who can't experience love, and then they have children who can't experience love. The cycle and just, then the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for it in all the wrong places, but Trying don't even exactly. know what it really looks like or what it really is. Right. And they right. didn't even, they don't, they have to start, it, you, it starts from within. You only you can fill that void. Yeah. Pass that on to a friend. Let somebody else know. Tell somebody to tell somebody else (laughs) that only you can fill that void. Yeah. So as in every episode, we are going to start off with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time that we salute our queens who are out here doing some amazing things. So Celeste has our royal moment for today. Celeste, who are we saluting? So today we are saluting a young lady, um, Marseille Martin. Um, who is 14 years old, and I don't know if you all watch Blackish. I've, I used to yeah, watch it. Yeah, the, the little girl on Blackish. Yeah, yeah, she's 14, and she became um, Hollywood's youngest executive producer in history. Okay, young sis, we yes, see you. Doing great things. Great things. Okay, well, um, next we are going to go into our sis second. And the sis second is when we take the time to fix some of those raggedy crowns that we see around town okay so today's sis second goes to a special sis and other sis 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 (laughs) that are like this but the sisters that always have to jump into a conversation and don't even know what you're talking about but they have to always act like they know and be a part and then yes and in the midst of a conversation and this happens often with this particular sis. I can be in a conversation with someone else and sis walks in and boom, there's an opinion. Boom, she got something to say. And it has nothing to do with what we're saying. Or we could be having a private conversation and sis doesn't use context clues to 
you know, Mind pardon herself or, oh, let me stay out of it. It's more so, oh, who y'all talking about? Oh, so oh you, what's mm. going on? <clears throat> and it's like, sis. So you, so she nosy. Yeah. Sis sound like she wants some attention. Right. I was yeah. going to say she lacks some confidence yeah. or something. Because she's like looking for attention mm-hmm. and wanting to be a part of everything. Like just wanting to be in the know. And it's just right. like, sometimes. Sometimes it's okay to not. Be a part of everything. Right. And sometimes you have to take context clues. Like, if people are having a private conversation and they don't invite you into the conversation, stay out of the conversation. And don't ask ask extra questions to figure out what we're talking about. It's just like, you just walked in in the middle of a private conversation. Like, we don't want to be rude and be like, can you step out? But it's just like, don't insert yourself into it. Right. And then at the point where you're asking questions and the people aren't trying to give you any information. Exactly. That's the clue right there to go ahead and see yourself out because they're not talking to you. Exactly. Yeah. This this conversation is not include you. Yeah. And and it doesn't necessarily have to, like, we don't have to be talking about you and most often no one's talking about you, but it's just like, sis, just... It's not your conversation. It's not your business. It's not your business. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going straight. Well, that crown has been straightened. (laughs) So what's the solution? The solution is, sis, sis, that always (laughs) have to... Jump into someone else's conversation or be in the know. Just kind of be more aware of your boundaries and then take context clues. Because if people around you aren't explicitly including you into the conversation, maybe they may not want you to know. So just right. humbly bow out. Right. And it's not that they're talking about you. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a, it's a private conversation. It's not personal. It's yeah. not personal. That's it. So what are we talking about today, ladies? What's our topic? We are talking about being a role model. So in honor of MLK Day, who was a civil rights leader, and he has led millions, and he is still one of the most famous African-American role models in our history, we are going to talk about the importance of having role models in today's society. So on today's segment of Where is Jess P? I am going to discuss, um, I watched the video I don't remember the name of the video, but basically the man was on a road to recovery and um, it was his journey to walk again. I think it was Miracle Man. I think that's what it was. Mm. But basically he never gave up on trying to walk again and he had no idea that there were people watching him and watching his journey and he was inspiring those people along the way. Mm -hmm. So that spoke to me because we never know who's actually watching us as we go through our daily endeavors and just as we go through life in general. Yes, I swear you take my motivational moments. Just FYI. But it's true. I mean, you know, even just how you carry yourself at work or how you talk to the lady at the cash register, you know, People are wa- people are always watching, and you never know what they might learn from you or right. what you could learn from other people. Right. And so, um, I have been working with Maya and her nonprofit Trend, um, where we work with high school girls um, to basically teach them leadership skills and develop development skills and foster their talents. And so, there is this one young lady in particular who she would show up every day to the after-school program, and she wouldn't really participate. And, you know, I just, 
in my mind, I'm like, well, okay, so why why are you showing right. up? What's, why are you, why are you oh, showing right, up? What, you're I had no you. idea. Like, she was watching how I interacted with everybody else. Uh-huh. And so once the um, program ended, she would still, I gave all of them my contact information just in case they need anything. And so she would still contact me like, you know, I really like when you did this. And can you help me to be like you? Can I be your intern? That's interesting because a lot of times we don't realize that a lot of these students don't have that at home. Like, they don't have people around them who they can look up to. Like, yeah, they may have family, but it may not be family members that they want to model after. Right. I mean, it's not even that. I think all of us learned. I have my one of my bosses. She has mm-hmm. this aura about her that is so... It just you just gravitate towards right. her. Mm-hmm. She is always positive. She just her energy is just so amazing. Uh-huh. And I literally I like I'm like in awe of her sometimes because like I just want to be just like you because I want to you know I want that energy. I want people to be attracted to me, not like that. You know, just attracted to my energy right. uh-huh. and and to I I want to carry myself how she carries herself. You know, so you it's so you know it's not even about being. A young kid looking up to an adult. It's all of us. We all have people who we want to imitate and to help us be a better person. So I actually had a friend like that. And I would get so frustrated because everything I did, I noticed that she did too. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell my family, like, well, how come everything I do, she does it as well? Like, why is she trying to be me? And so they gave me the perspective, like, no, she's not trying to be you. Right. But she likes the things that you're doing. Right. So why not do them as well? Right. But there is a fine line. (laughs) But I understand. But you're right. It is, you know, it's really, it's it's a compliment, actually, that Mm -hmm. she is, she notices something wonderful about you that she wants to, that she wants to emulate and, you know, make a part of her life. Right. That, and then I, they told me to change my perspective on it. Mm -hmm. And they also told me that it's not necessarily the things that I have or the things that I'm doing. It's what's inside of me. So the God in me is what she actually right, wants and right. she doesn't know how to get it right. other than to imitate the things that I'm doing. Right. Because it's not it's not about the clothes that you're wearing, the car that you're driving. It's about how you carry yourself exactly. in those clothes. Because we can all put on the same outfit, but everyone looks a little different exactly. because of how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you some people walk up straight. Some people walk with their head up. And some people walk slouched with their head to the ground. Right. So, you know... It's all in how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Even today, um, I had a, a meeting and I was giving a tour. And in the middle of the tour, one of the ladies, she she was just looking at me. And then she just said, you just have such a beautiful spirit. And I was mm-hmm. like, thank you. And so I'm like thinking, like, what did I do? What did I say? And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I did or said anything special, right? But like you said, it's just what you give mm-hmm. off. It's your aura. So the class that I was taking at work, we actually had to do an exercise like that because we have no idea what people think of us. Right. Mm-hmm. We only uh-huh. know what we think of ourselves and what we think people think of yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So we had to tape a piece of paper on our backs. And um, she gave us time, the instructor gave us time to go and write what we thought about the person on everybody's Uh back. And you wouldn't know who said what because you didn't put your name. But it was just interesting to see the comments that people had to say. And um, when I finally took the piece of paper off my back, it was like, oh, you're such a great leader. Um, I look up to you. And I I didn't feel that way because I wasn't very outspoken in the class. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything that I did special. And so it was just interesting to see what people actually thought about yeah. me and their perspective of me. It's we, funny because oh, well. um, people at work say I'm a great speaker. 
And I don't feel that way. <laughs> and especially after listening to myself on this podcast. Oh my goodness. We're our own worst critics. Exactly. We're our own worst critics, you know, so. Yeah. I have my class and life skills do a similar exercise where the girls sit in front of the board and then they have, I have the other students write things about them. And normally it goes over really well. And it's, you know, interesting to see what your peers think about you at that time, even if it's students who really don't talk to one another or don't really right. interact with one another. And it's just like, um, a lot of times they're very encouraging, like, oh, pretty, like pretty is written five times on the board, smart. So they try to encourage one another with mm-hmm. that. And so then I had them process it, like, are there any words on there that you didn't expect and things like that? So it's definitely a confidence booster as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that even goes with how we all met, like in high school, we met in high school, but the other day, the two of you were saying, Maya, you said you wanted to be Celeste's best friend. She thought, <laughs> she thought we didn't like her. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. wait. Let's let's clear it up. Jessica and I met in middle school, but we won't even go into the story of how we met because we... She was staying. No, no, no. <laughs> we remember the story. Totally yes. different. She wrote her perceptions. I she did wrote- not. <laughs> I did not. She came over and was like, hey. No, that's not even in my personality so anyway but we've been friends since middle school um and then we met celeste in high school and she thought that we hated her no (laughs) i just what we would we just ran with different right clicks or Uh whatever um so yeah but like you said it's all perception you know because i growing up you know as you know kids are mean and there were comments made to me you you know you're this you're that and so I carried that with me Mm -hmm. and I didn't I actually didn't realize that I carried it until like a couple of years ago when someone told me when I was like well I'm this and they were like no you're not and I was like huh I'm not (laughs) I was like you don't think I'm that way and she was like no I would never say that you're you know whatever and I was like oh my gosh and she was like no that's your perception or that's what other people may think of you but everyone sees things differently right. you know exactly. so it re- it was really eye-opening to me and I I let that go mm-hmm. I stopped carrying that and I just tried to instead of having that weight on my shoulders I tried to carry myself or I guess carry how I wanted to be I you know I want to be positive right. I want to exude you know positive energy I mm-hmm. want people to gravitate towards me so I try to just be that right. instead of you know instead of carrying these these perceptions or these things that people say to me on my back, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have to watch like our facial expressions because that's the first thing that people mm-hmm. will see. Now, and so they I'm will guilty automatically of that. make guilty. that assumption like, oh, she's bougie, oh, she's staying, it's very oh, she's true. mean because of your facial expression. It's very true because I got that a lot. Yeah. Even my husband to this day, we laugh about how we met. He was like, you would just walk, you never smile, you just walk mm-hmm. with a stank face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just had a regular face right, to me, to, but, right, but his right. perception was, oh, she got an attitude and I'm like I didn't but I because I never smiled and right. not because I was mad I wasn't mm-hmm. mad I just, just don't like, walk around smiling exactly <laughs> I always used to say that I was like who walks around just cheesing all day well now I have to be conscious of that because yeah. people always say oh you have RBF which is resting bee face. Oh, yeah. Which I don't agree with. <laughs> I might be in deep thought. This is true. Sometimes yeah. you do get lost and people are like, what's wrong with you? You're exactly. like, oh, nothing. I was just thinking. Right. But it's true. You do, you know, sometimes we have to consciously smile and just put off the, and it actually makes you feel, yeah. feel mm-hmm. good just to smile. Those nonverbals speak louder than those verbals sometimes. Yeah. Yes. So, be, so be the mindful. lesson is you never know who's watching. Exactly. Right. So always carry yourself accordingly, behave accordingly, 
It goes for me too. <laughs> Act with integrity. Yes. All right, Celeste, so do you have a CB secret for us today? Yes. So on today's segment of CB secret, I'm going to share a part of my journey on becoming a health coach um, and how having one in your corner can help you on your journey to health and wellness. So I share with you ladies my journey through the healthcare system as a patient when I got sick a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of give a little recap, back in December 2014, when I was decorating, um, I was decorating for Christmas and my back was so sore. I figured like I just lifted something too heavy and I just kind of was like, okay, I just need to relax or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then like a week later, my neck, it felt like I pulled a muscle or, you know, strength, pinched, a, I had a pinched nerve in my neck or something like that. And then I was like super exhausted. I literally was like not functioning at work. Oh, Lord. So, right. It was <laughs> not fun. You know. So, and, well, but I was young. Oh. <laughs> I was before 30. <laughs> you know, after 30, everything could yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was still young. So, this was totally not normal. So, I went to the doctor. They gave me a prescription. That didn't work. Went back to the doctor. They gave me more prescriptions. And those didn't work. So, finally, they referred me to, like, a rheumatologist. Did lab work. All these studies. And, of course, the rheumatologist gave me more prescriptions. Of course. So, you're noticing the pattern here. Right. They, they can't figure it out, so they just prescribe you something. Exactly. <laughs> now, the rheumatologist did, I will say, she did some additional studies, and she sent me to physical therapy. So, that was helpful. And then, after a few months of going through all of this, I was just tired. I was just like, I feel like no one is helping me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing this by myself. Like, no one... No one has, yeah, no one is getting to the root cause and they're just like, oh, you have back pain. Okay. Back pain. You know, what is the, what is the algorithm for back pain? You know, Uh they weren't thinking outside of the box, I guess. So, um, after feeling super defeated, I did some research, um, and I found, um, an integrative medicine doctor. So what that means is it's somebody who approaches things from a holistic perspective. So, okay. Looks at you as a whole being. Again, right. not just, oh, she has Segments back pain. And- exactly. She, mm-hmm. He looks at you as a whole person. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was introduced to the chiropractor, um, chiropractor, the acupuncturist, and a nutritionist. So that was really interesting. I learned a lot about, you know, alternative options. And it was really eye-opening. It actually helped me because they were now treating all of me <laughs> instead of just the one problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So after all of those doctor's visits and all of the bills, oh, yes. bills included and learning a lot about insurance, um, I felt, I still felt defeated and I felt like I wish somebody was just there to pull it all together and help me, you know, like a social worker, like someone to, you can sit down and talk to you like, here's what I'm dealing with. I, not only my physical issues, but bills and right. trying to figure out the system and the process. But you know what's interesting, though? The fact that you are a nurse, right? Right. right. So that's the craziest part. Right. <laughs> that's the craziest part. And it really actually, I think it, it was such a humbling experience. You know, it was difficult, mm-hmm. but it was very humbling as a nurse because I, re- I really got an inside perspective on what people are going through. Yep, the people who are home. not college educated. Exactly. Right. And even if you are college educated, you just don't understand exactly. The if system. you're not in the field, right. Right. if you're not uh-huh. in the field, you just might not understand. Exactly. And as a nurse who is knowledgeable about, you know, the body and health and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. I was struggling. Right. I was like, I need help. So 
being who I am, I did more research and to, to see if someone like this existed. And what I found was a health coach. It sounds simple, but health coaches are actually, um, they're new to the healthcare field. So it's someone who is like a supportive mentor who motivates people to um, make positive health choices. They educate you and they support you in achieving your health goals. So are they doctors or is it just somebody in the medical field who, you know, just... It's just somebody in the medical field. So they're not doctors. They're not um, necessarily licensed practitioners. So they can be a nurse. Okay. They can be... um, Just people into fitness. Exactly. They can be like a... Maybe even a physical therapist. They can Mm -hmm. be anybody who is interested in sort of um, diving into... They really focus on nutrition Mm -hmm. and how diet um, affects your lifestyle, et cetera. So... It can really be anybody. Okay. Um, and what they basically do is they kind of sort of fill that gap between where the doctors and the nutritionists and all these other folks, where they lack sort mm-hmm. of what they don't have time for, what they don't have resources for. Oh, the yeah. leverage. Yeah. And they right. give you the so, one attention. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So you know how when you leave the doctor's office, you might leave with a folder full of papers. They're like, oh, here, read this. And you're and like- you don't read it because it's too much. Right. You're overwhelmed. <laughs> you have no idea what- Way to even start. The technical you have, terminology. Exactly. You don't know what it's talking about. You have 500 about. questions. Exactly. So that's, you know, and it's all in gibberish, of course. It's like a whole mm-hmm. other language. So that's what a health coach is really there for. They kind of sort of help you take a step back, help you digest the information that's being thrown at you, identify where you're struggling, and then identify your goals from your perspective, from a holistic perspective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all unique, different beings. And what works for you may not work for the next person. But with all these, like, fad diets that we have out here, and I've certainly tried them all, it's hard to, <laughs> it's really hard to figure out, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. What are you, are you supposed to watch your carb intake? Are you supposed to watch your fat? Are you supposed to count calories? It's really hard to figure out what's the That's right, true. the quote unquote right thing. Yeah. Like, different doctors tell you different things. Exactly. Which is frustrating because it's like, well, you're in the medical field. Should I do this or should I not do And they that? all contradict. Right. right. Exactly. So... That's why I think, you know, a health coach really gets you to figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily what is, you know, what the National Society of whatever right. re- recommends. Whatever the algorithm says, hey, this is it. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. we're not, none of us are, you know, picture perfect. Right. We're all individual, unique people. And it's, it's funny because I actually, again, did more research and <laughs> <laughs> discovered that, you know, genetically we are coded to eat a certain diet. We all digest foods differently. So, for example. I believe it. It's, it's it, Well, there's, there's evidence behind it, you mm-hmm. know. Fact or fiction, I'm not, I can't be the one to say that. But there's a lot of evidence that shows that, you know, based on where we come from genetically, we are supposed to eat a certain diet. Right. So, for example, Africans eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables and, like, sweet potatoes, beans, nuts, and all those good foods. So, the food pyramid for an African heritage diet, that's what it's called, Mm -hmm. is actually totally different than the pyramid that we are familiar with, that the American... The regular triangle. Yeah, it's still a pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) It is still a triangle, but everything is sort of in a different location. Mm -hmm. So, now, of course, we, we don't live in Africa. But genetically and physiologically, our DNA is African, right? Our bodies are coded to eat that diet and process those type of foods. Okay. So eating a diet high in, like, dairy or meat, that, well, and there goes our cheese and ice cream, Jess. (sighs) (laughs) You know, I had some cheese the other day, and I didn't like the way it smelled. 
So I don't think I'm going to eat cheese anymore. What? Right. We'll check out next week. <laughs> so, but it's actually not ideal for our bodies. And if you think about it, think about how lactose affects us. You know how some of us don't. Lactose does not sit well with a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, there's a lot of us <laughs> that are lactose intolerant. Exactly. Because genetically, we're not coded to process that kind of food makes sense so if you think about it our ancestors were plant-based eaters and we did not eat soul food so food is not on that pyramid is that american (laughs) yes that's from the south Mm -hmm. and that goes for every nationality we all come from somewhere and our bodies are all just coded to process certain foods so i said all of that because not only do I love to talk and share, but also to say that one size does not fit all. And doctors and dietitians may not have the time to dedicate to helping us really get well and understand all of this stuff. So I am on the journey to becoming a health coach to help people really achieve their goals and live a healthy lifestyle. So don't reinvent the wheel and try to figure it out to figure it all out on your own. Working with a wellness or health coach can help you really achieve your goals. And... Some insurance companies actually offer health coaches. Oh, that's so awesome. look into that. So, Celeste, I'm looking at this heritage pyramid, mm-hmm. and I noticed that fruit has a small section. Well, remember the pyramid at the bottom of the pyramid, that's what we should be eating a lot of. So, we should be eating a lot of fruits that all of those things that you see at the bottom uh, is like what our base exactly that's what our diet is supposed to be based off of. So, we can eat a lot of fruits, veggies, um, sweet potatoes, all of that stuff at the bottom should be the main portion of our diet. And then, you know, as you go up in the middle, not so much, and then mm-hmm. to, as the t- as you get to the top, not a lot. Well, greens are the base. So make sure you get your greens, your roughage. Eat your collards. (laughs) So Celeste, similar to you being a health and wellness coach, um, I am a faith-based empowerment coach. And I don't have a degree in counseling, Mm -hmm. but my degrees are in communication. And I work with people. I have a nonprofit and I work with girls at the church and work with women. Work with a lot of group of people all throughout the years has given me plenty of experience mm-hmm. and people who may not be able to afford therapy and right, things like right. that. Like that is what I'm here for to pe- pretty much help people go through their journeys, but looking at it in a faith-based perspective. Right. Um, and so I think it's definitely important to have those resources available as well. So there's health coaches, there's life coach, empowerment coaches, and coaches just in different avenues to just be a supplement and a resource to people who need more outlets. Right. And like you said, I mean, it's not, you know, there's such a stigma around therapy and, you know, like you're going to get help. And it's like, it doesn't, it's not that deep. Exactly. Like, it's not that deep. Exactly. Because you're pretty much sharing your journey, like things that you've overcome to help other people. Exactly. And, you know... you, you, you're sharing your experiences and you're not going to share something that you haven't tried. Like, I wouldn't share with you, you know, oh, you should try this diet or whatever if I've never tried it right, and it didn't right. work for me. Exactly. You know, you're going to share experiences that are effective. It may not work for that person, uh-huh. but you're going to, you know, just share your experiences. Yeah, I definitely think having um, coaches in your life are important. So now it's time for Maya's motivational moment. Allow your journey to create a path for others to follow. People are always watching your moves. Lead them in the right direction. So my scripture for this one is Matthew 5, 16. 
And it's in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So when you allow God to order your steps on your journey, you are able to draw others closer to him because they can see him working through you. People are always watching you, whether it's to see you succeed, fail, compare themselves, or whatever the reason, let them see God through you no matter why they are watching. And you know, sometimes this is this can be tough because people will try to take you out of your character. Child. Oh, Lord, they will try to take you out of your character. <laughs> but I just have to be so mindful just being in the role of a faith-based Um, based empowerment coach being in the role of a mentor and a leader to so many young girls and women it's like if I step out of line you know they're like well somebody's watching but then at the same time some people try to get you out of line because they want your spot exactly they Mm. were ooh ooh can you can I, I even snap? Think, I didn't but think can of I that. snap to that, Jess? Because yeah. you don't even know what you're speaking to, honey. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anywho, yes, like you said, they may want your spot, so they want to get you out of line. They want to pull you out of character so that they can be the first to say, oh, you always talking this God stuff or this, this, and that, but you did X, Y, and Z, right? So right. they're just mm-hmm. trying Judgment. to like, right, they're trying to bait you to see. And I've had to practice a lot of self-control and... You know, mm-hmm. it's not always easy because no, no. It, it's, like it's almost not. Never, it's pretty much never easy. It's, it's not easy. But <laughs> when you do it, you know, you feel so much better. And I watch people, even people who watch my story sometimes, and it's like, in person, you don't talk to me or, you know, but mm-hmm. you're always looking yeah, to see, what, see you're doing. what I'm doing, right? right. You want to see, is she miserable? Is she happy? What is she doing? What? And it's like, I don't have to put on a front for social right. media no. or anything, you mm-hmm. know? And I know that you're watching and you know what? I don't mind because I want you to be able to see, wow, if God could do that for her, like maybe I should, you know, try this God thing out. So if God is within her, she will not fall. Hey. So does it fail? Fail. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, she won't fall. She won't fail. She won't <laughs> either, either way. way. Y'all know exactly. what it is. Exactly, right. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, we all have these different journeys. But if you know that there are people following in your footsteps, either secretly or not, lead them in the right direction. They can right. even be your enemies. It's like, but sis, I just want you to get closer to the Lord. So if you can see him through me and what I'm going through and how I'm navigating through, then that's what you your see. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for Ask PMP. So this is the segment of our show where you all can ask us questions and we can answer them. And Jess, would you like to let the people know where they can ask questions? Yes. (laughs) If you would like to send us a question to be featured on the cast, you can send us an email to pretty in the letter N, purposed, duh, at (laughs) gmail.com. Or you can send us a direct message on Instagram to pretty underscore the letter N underscore purpose duh. Thank you, Jess. So, Maya, <laughs> what's our question for today? So, since we didn't have any of our listeners send in a question this week, I have a burning question for you ladies because. I don't know what to do in a situation. So, let me just give a brief overview of the situation. Saw some disturbing um images on Instagram from a person who I know due to a mutual affiliation and I don't know whether or not to say something to her so inappropriate pictures like half-naked pictures 
There's even um, inappropriate videos on there. And I mean, she's grown, but... Right. But there's a... There's, there's, I feel like she knows, like... This, this social media know. thing has gotten too far. It's just out of hand at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me be clear. Do you want my solution? Oh, oh Jeff has a solution. We're going to jump straight to solution. Here's a solution. Okay. Report to spam. Report it to spam. <laughs> Report to spam. And then what will that do? Will that teach her no, the lesson? She just going to remove the video. But she's just going to post another one. The behavior. It's the behavior. Yeah, it's like, why, like, sis, why do you think this is okay? Because sis wants attention. That's why she thinks it's okay. Yeah, there's a lot of um, issues going on here. Yeah, and then... Um, then <laughs> we and have lack of self-love. We have lack of confidence. We have seeking attention. I, like, I'm just I'm just over the whole social media thing. Like, people just do the most on social media. <laughs> Some of those people have deep-rooted issues. Which mm-hmm. I think she does. Right, so yeah. this is, that may just be a symptom exactly. to a larger problem. But we're going to solve this. So, <laughs> the solution here... Is to delete all social, get rid of all social media, <laughs> and go back to 1990 when it was all good. Those were the good old days before social media. So, so listen, we get it. Like it's your social media, you can post what you want. However, when your page is public, you have to remember that it's open to the masses, so anybody can see it. It's social media, so you never know where those photos may show up mm-hmm. because social media follows you everywhere yes it does so the moral to the story is be careful what you post because it lives forever yes and if your page is going to be public just know that public opinion will follow (laughs) yes well that's all that we have for today's episode until next time thanks pmp posse